Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every month we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Super Probotector Alien Rebels. (laughs) I mean, that's technically correct. Yeah. But you (laughs) probably know this game as Contra 3, The Alien Wars on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Our our friends in the the PAL region um, have that uh, interesting name for it. Yeah, come, super. Come to find out according to that Wikipedia. Yeah, super <laughs> probotector, alien rebels. Which really, I don't know what a probotector is, but that's a pretty sweet right. name. I don't know what a contra is either. So, yeah. So as I was digging around doing some research for this game today, uh, that was uh, on Wikipedia, of course, as yeah. always. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my favorite part of the whole Wikipedia page was finding out that in pal regions this game is not called the same thing it is as it is in north america and even japan yeah i don't understand that i mean you got the pal region which is like africa asia europe some other places <laughs> but it's like you give it an you're giving it an english name oh, man. unless like probotector means something different i don't know i in think other languages I think the uh, the Wikipedia page also said their version had like some robots instead of like commandos or something that you had to fight. Oh, they actually... I like, don't know. Okay, it doesn't really matter. But I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. So yeah, we played Contra 3 today on the Super Nintendo on the Retron 5. And um, it was an experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. We've uh, actually... This is, a, this is our third time, I think, that we've talked about playing on the Retron 5. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if we've said what it is. If anybody out there like is really confused about what do you mean it's a Super Nintendo game? The Retron Five is just like a console that you can buy now that plays games from five different old systems. Actually, more than that. More than that, it's like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Famicom, Ga- Super Famicom, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and they also have a um, an add-on where you can play Game Gear. Mega Drive and Mega Drive cards, I think. Although it's not interesting. In my, um, wheelhouse to understand all those systems because I never. Yeah. Not, did I say Mega Drive? Master System. Yeah. Master System. Yeah, that's what I meant. But it's Game Gear Master System, Master System, System cards. It just it's like a it's just a thing that lets you play lots of different games and it lets you do some cool stuff. But if you don't know what it is, don't worry about it. If you do yeah. know what it is, we play it on the Retro Five. It's got built-in cheats and you can save your games and stuff. And, it's really great. Yeah, and, and it does all the really original controllers. It's yeah. fantastic. It does really good uh upscaling so it makes the games look crisp on your HD TV. Right. I think that's enough about that though. Yeah. Um so what what is Contra for anybody who doesn't know what Contra is, Jordan? Contra <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm not the video game expert, but to me Contra means it's a side-scrolling shooting game where mm-hmm. you're going to shoot like a million bullets, you're going to kill like a million bad guys, and you're going to probably die a million times. Because you die in one hit. Yeah, you get hit, you're dead. You touch so. a bad guy, you're dead. You uh, fall in a hole, you're dead. You miss the edge of a ledge, you're dead. There's just a lot of dying. Yeah, and somehow it's this... Despite all the dying and the brutality of Contra, it's still 
a well-loved franchise, even though it's incredibly difficult and notorious for being difficult. Yeah, I mean, we we had the original Contra for the Nintendo growing up, and uh, we'd play that first level over and over and over again, <laughs> and then you get to the second level and you die right away, and then you start playing. And he's like, right. I don't even care because it's a fun it's a fun level. You get right. to collect different guns, you get power ups, and you yeah. It's a cool game. And didn't you tell me in the past you didn't know about the Konami code growing up for 30 I, lives? Oh, man. Like, I, I know about the Konami code, but I don't remember us, like, I don't remember it actually, like, benefiting us. So even <laughs> if we did know about it, I, I don't ever remember getting past the second level in oh Contra as a kid. And it wasn't until lives. I was older and I got the Retron and I was able to, like, do save states and get past that second level. I was like, oh, my goodness, there's other levels here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty great game. But yeah, so side scrolling shooter, lots of dying. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably the best one sentence summary of Contra. Side so, side scrolling shooter, lots of dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um would you want to get into what it did well? Yeah. Then? Let's do it. All right. Um there are a few things. I think maybe the best thing about this game is that it just looks really good like the graphics are incredible i kept finding myself just like staring (laughs) at the stuff in the background like it's kind of like creepy a little bit it reminds me a lot of like alien like the movie alien and uh like the newer prometheus movies and just like Mm -hmm. a lot of like machinery but a lot of like organic shapes and like people's faces and like bones mixed with metal like it's kind of like it's definitely creepy yeah but it's really impressive the way that they managed to like do something that detailed and that uh that level of just like incredible artistry on the super nintendo yeah for sure i think it holds up really well um i think i agree i'm not blown away by the way it looks but it definitely looks good and i think it definitely holds up You've definitely seen way more uh, like Super Nintendo games than I have, uh, but just like to me, when you think back on these games, like for like I I don't remember them being like this this in depth. I played a lot of like Mario and like yeah. colorful kids kind of games growing up on the Super Nintendo. So like when you go back and play now, and it's like oh man, like all that detail and, and yeah yeah. It's I think cool. that's one of the things I actually like about the Retron. Um, and with the upscaling is you actually get the crispy pixel art. You can, I think, see some of the details a little bit better, whereas it all kind of blended together on the old TVs when we were playing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Up. I mean. So we can appreciate the detail a little bit more now than we used to be able to. Yeah, I'm sure that definitely has something to do with it. You're playing on a much better screen, a much bigger screen. Mm-hmm. But the the graphics, uh, all that kind of stuff really stood out to me. I think that was one of the best things for me playing this games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, probably the second best thing in this game is the throwback to the original Contra. And we've talked about this before, I think, but just the the boss at the end of the first level of the first Contra game is just a wall. Like, you're just, like, shooting right. a wall. Yeah. And I love in the first level of this game, you actually get to fight a very similar wall. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think you get to fight it twice. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this game has definitely come a long way. It's done a lot of new stuff, but they're going to throw you back and they're going to let you fight a wall just for old time's sake. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so I, I kind of liked that as a, as a person who grew up playing Contra. Never really played... I don't think I ever played Contra 3. I, I, we didn't have it. Maybe a friend had it, but uh, that was just kind of fun to see. It's like, hey, here you go. Here's a wall. Shoot it, and then you can go on to the next part of the level. Yeah. So that was a cool throwback. Um, the top-down levels in this game... 
uh, this is like kind of a balance for me about whether this was a good thing or a bad thing. But just the fact that there are top-down levels and, and even like split-screen. Yeah. Um, if you play two players on this game, you get two options. You get two-player A or two-player B. On two-player A, when it goes into like the split-screen, like the top-down level... Like, you are both going to be seeing different things. Like, one person could be on a completely different part of the level, and uh, you can interact, and it's like, whoa, this is, this is like, something out of an N64 game. Obviously, the graphics are not, but, <laughs> right. like, just the ability to, like, be creating two different parts of the, of the level and uh, the fact that it was top-down and it just, like, changed so much. You get a little bit of that in Contra 1. Like, the second level is, like, a different perspective. Yeah. But it was just, like... I wasn't expecting that. I was thinking side-scrolling shooter where you kill a lot of people, right. and there's those two top-down levels that are just way different than anything I was expecting from a Contra game. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it definitely a lot more when when we played without the split-screen mode. I think the split-screen is, is an interesting and cool option if you want it, but I think it, the game actually ran a little bit better when we didn't run in split-screen mode. Yeah, so two-player B option is you still play those top-down levels, but instead of a split screen where you can be on completely different parts of the map, it's going to just be the full screen. You're both on the same screen, and uh, you know if you try to move too far and your partner isn't moving, it's going gonna, it's gonna to freeze. It's not going to let you go until you both move the same way. So it gives you the options about how you want to play it, which is kind of nice depending on like if you are a person that works really well with others and you want to like do the co-op thing, you have that option if you're like, uh, I, I like playing with people, but I don't want them to hold me back. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe do the other options so that you can have the split screen and you can have the freedom to wander around. But yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. It's not something I've ever yeah. really seen in a Super Nintendo game. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, for sure. And then the last thing that I had that I thought this game did really good was you have two weapons. Mm-hmm. In uh, the first Contra yeah. game, you have one weapon, you got your rifle, and then you can get power-ups and it makes it better. In this game, you can use a button to switch between your weapons, and you can, like, getting a power-up doesn't make your other weapon go away, because you can switch, and now you can have two, and you can switch between, like, your spread shotgun and your flamethrower or your missile launcher or whatever, and you don't have to, like, give up this really sweet gun in order to get something else, and you can kind of choose. You can be strategic. Mm -hmm. Um, If you die you lose whatever gun you were holding. So if you are about to die, you can hit the switch gun button real quick, and now you're holding your rifle, and when you get hit, you're not going to lose your sweet homing missiles or your flamethrower or whatever. Right, yeah, for sure. I like like all the weapons in this game. I definitely agree. It's it's one of the strong suits of of this game. There's a lot of different uh, weapon types, spread shot, laser, flamethrower, homing missiles. All that stuff. Crash gun. <laughs> is that what it was called? I Cra- think so. It's it's Crash basically gun. just a homing missile that doesn't home. At its life. <laughs> it just goes straight. Right. And there's also like a really cool thing you can do with both shoulder buttons if you hold them down. So the controls, if you hold a shoulder button, you'll stay in place and you can aim your gun. But if you press both shoulders left and right and then shoot, you'll your guy will jump and like spin in the air and shoot both guns. Yeah, it's sort of like he, if you just hold it and you're not shooting, your dude just sticks both of his arms straight out. And it's like that yeah. scene from Infinity War where Thor picks up Rocket and holds him out. And they're just like, no, not Thor. Bucky <laughs> Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, picks up Rocket and, and holds him out. And he's like spinning in a circle and they're both shooting. It's like that. Yeah. And you like you can shoot your rocket launcher and your flamethrower at the same time. 
and it was like wow like we just kept finding more cool stuff the longer we play i think we, we played for yeah. like an hour before realizing you could do that mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like this depth that you don't expect a lot of these games do you're just like okay i got my two buttons uh maybe three buttons and you know you you do and it's all there right at the beginning you kind of know what you're doing mm-hmm. and uh this game it just kept like presenting us with more cool stuff that we didn't realize it could do yeah and, I, and there's like an interesting like gameplay i guess or not gameplay but lore explanation for why you have two weapons when we finished i think the first level finally there's just a picture of a soldier like holding two machine guns and it's like oh that's funny that's you know like 80s you know typical action movie. oh yeah it's like and, straight and then off it of... actually is like you have two guns because or you can hold two different uh types of weapons because your guy's actually holding two guns yeah and i noticed that in the top down levels when i was switching weapons it would switch from the left arm to the right arm and all that stuff so it's i i liked that they gave us an explanation for why you can hold two different weapon types yeah it was, and it was just a nice little touch you even get a little bit like of a visual representation at the top of the screen that shows you like left arm right arm which gun are you using so yeah yeah it was it was interesting i wasn't expecting that from this game yeah did you like the cutscenes? Did you put that under what it did well, Jordan? Uh, the cutscenes, <laughs> I, I love that it had cutscenes. I love that uh, you get a little bit of like an intro, and it, it's uh, it's introducing you to this alien war. And at the end, you get another one of your your guy kind of like flying off into the into like the the clouds. And we beat it not on like the hardest mode. We were playing normal mode, and it it's like oh, the alien war continues, play on hard mode, and then it just, like, throws you right back into the game, and it's like, what? No, we beat the game, right. and it's like, no, you did not beat the game. Yeah. So. And you don't even get, like, the full cutscene unless you beat the game on hard, mm-hmm. which we didn't do, but we did look it up on YouTube, and it's like, oh, okay, this is, like, a completely different ending if you play on hard rather than if you beat it on normal or easy. Yeah, on normal, the, the last boss is, like, you kill him, and then he's, like, sitting there, and as it pans up his eye opens again. Oh, yeah. He's not dead, but then on hard mode, he, like, jumps into, like, some kind of suit and chases you up on a helicopter as it's, you're flying away on a cruise missile. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of, like, the late 80s, early 90s movies. They did a great yeah. job of, like, capturing the, uh, you know, the feeling of those action movies from that time. Mm-hmm. The the final bad guy dies, and then as the, the good guys fly away, its eye opens and you realize, right. oh, there, there's a sequel coming or, you know, right. not even that. There's hard mode coming. Right. And so it made me think about a lot of those movies from the early 90s and, yeah. you know, like the Ninja Turtles defeat Shredder and then his arm shoots up out of the right. the rubble and it's like, oh, he's not gone. He's still there. Yeah. Did you have anything else that, the, that you thought the game did well? Uh, That's about it for me. Gotcha. I thought the game, um, so it plays when it's running well which isn't all the time. Uh, the game's fun, though. Yeah. Uh, run and gun shooter. Um, I think Contra is probably one of the best as far as that style gameplay in the genre. Um, and this game, I don't think, is any exception. I think it's it's fun. It's a lot more crazy than the first Contra as far as like you're constantly rapid firing and there's constantly action everywhere. Whereas I don't think you start with a, a rapid fire machine gun in the original Contra. Oh no! I think you have to get a machine gun to like then you can hold B and it'll like rapid fire. But this that's just the default gun. Yeah. In Contra Three, 
which well, I think is, is a good choice. This is like 600 years in the future or something. I don't know how right. many, but it's oh. many years After into the Scorpion future. Scorpion and Mad Dog stopped Red Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> oh, yeah. We read the manual and there was a lot of really great information about the original Contra. And yeah. you're like, what do you think? Jimbo and Sully are your characters in Contra yeah. 3. <laughs> Not as cool of names as their ancestors, Scorpion and Mad Dog, but Jimbo and Sully do a good job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the the manuals on oh, these old man. games are sometimes the best thing. Obviously, yeah. we didn't have like a physical one because... This isn't like we don't have hundreds of dollars to start this, but we found a cool PDF online and you're right. just like reading through and it's like you get so much more lore and you get so much more just like ridiculousness when you read the manual and it's like, yeah, yeah mad dog and silly. Anyways. So other than that, yeah, I would say the game was fun and it's, it's hard, but I, I don't want I don't want to say it's hard, but fair, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you're ready, we can move on to what it does poorly because I think that's where we'll start is uh, for me, this game was just super hard. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, we had an infinite lives cheat, uh, which let us, you know, die over and over and over again. And it's like, okay, I can still progress through these levels. I can still find new challenges. I can do all that stuff. You don't have like the infuriation of just like getting a third of the way into a level and then losing all your lives and starting over again. And, uh, I feel like that did make it fun. We did play this game on like the stock mode without any cheats. And we got to the third level and, uh, like that's actually pretty good. I'm surprised. I mean, that's definitely an improvement over the original Contra where I never got past the second level. I mean, I haven't played it since I was a kid. Maybe I could do better now. Probably not though. I'm, pretty terrible at video games but just the fact that you get to certain parts in this game and you're like i don't know how anybody could beat this without like playing it a million times and it's hard to play it a million times if you have to restart every time you run out of continues yeah and then we made it to the third level by setting the game to seven lives and three continues so we each had seven lives apiece and three continues and we yeah but that the third level the options let you set yourself with those you don't have to do any cheats you can just go in the options you can give yourself more more lives and uh that's a nice thing too you're not just starting with the stock two lives or three lives or whatever you actually get a little bit of room to play with so that was i was just the point i was making is the game is hard it is because you know on however many lives 14 lives between the two of us per continue there's definitely like as far as we made it yeah yeah, there's definitely some of the bosses you get to, and if you don't like oh, figure man. out, if you don't like figure out exactly what the pattern is or what you're supposed to be doing, you can like blow through all of your lives. Yeah, uh, we at this point we had infinite lives, so it wasn't a big deal. But we we fight this like thing called the para slug, and it's this <laughs> giant caterpillar that drops out of the ceiling, and it just keeps shooting out like these shrimp things. Or scorpion. I don't even know. Yeah. And they they basically fill the entire screen, and they don't take one hit to kill them. It's like two or three hits to kill them. So like, right. You just die, and we were just dying over and over and over and over and over. And then we like died and had to redo that section. Mm. Um, and we did it the next time, and like instantly killed the thing. Didn't have a problem. He never even got like one of his little minions out. Right. It's like why just, was that so hard the first time and so easy the second time? Right. Just stood right in front of him and just shot him. 
yes. continuously, and for some reason it worked, and it didn't work the first time. So there's probably little tricks like that so, for all of the bosses, and if you yeah. figured them out, like if you were a little kid and you had this game, or an adult and had this game, and you've played it a whole bunch, like you probably would figure out these things, but just like at first glance, this isn't a game that you pick up and you're like, oh, this is super fair, and I feel like I'm going to be able to beat this game. Right, I don't think that a lot of the bosses were very much fun to fight. I don't know if they would be a little bit more fun if we got more used to the game, but I definitely agree that uh, some of the boss stuff just wasn't wasn't one of this game's strong suits. No, I feel like some of them, once you figured them out, like the very first boss, this giant turtle, we kind of figured out right away how to kill that, and like that was cool. Um, and then the Paraslug, which wasn't even a boss. It was like a mini boss. Yeah. But once you like figured out how to beat them, it was pretty satisfying. But there were just so many of them that we played multiple times and could not figure out a pattern. And it's yeah. like, I just am dying over and over. And this would be frustrating if we didn't have infinite lives. And even with infinite lights, it's like, this is pretty frustrating because I keep losing my sweet weapons. Yeah. And, and part of the, part of the contra-ness of this game is just like, it's hard to stay alive. So it's, they don't give you quite enough precision or speed for your characters to like avoid certain attacks. So it's like it gets really dicey to to avoid things in Contra. Just yeah. because I feel like they just don't it's not it's not unresponsive. I think it's just slow. Sometimes, yeah, like there's this boss called Robocorpse and he does this like flamethrower thing and that just like goes in like a, a clockwise motion around the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is just to stay ahead of the flame, but like you don't have a prayer because he goes just like 25% faster than your guy can go. Right. So unless you really see it coming and start early. Yeah. Um, I think another one of the things that this game doesn't do as well is like a lot of these boss fights, you can literally shoot them for like a second. Yeah. And then move on really quick before you get killed. And there were a, a couple of different bosses where I noticed that where the one I think it was what the fourth level where we were like flying on the cruise missiles and there's like oh this shield thing and like you just have no time because you're the thing that you're you're hanging from keeps dropping off and it's shooting projectiles and you somehow have to shoot it at the top and the bottom of the screen and while trying to avoid everything and it's just like how in the world is anybody supposed to actually do this in like a normal way yeah that level like shooting like for a few frames at a time that level with the cruise missiles and the helicopters was like simultaneously like the coolest thing and the worst thing in the game. Uh, right. Like it starts off and your dudes are hanging onto a missile on the bottom of a helicopter and they're like holding on with one hand because you got to have your other <laughs> right. arm, your other arm's holding your gun. You right. got one hand clutching onto this missile and it's like, all right, this is pretty sweet. And then <laughs> <laughs> like just like the cutscene yeah. aspect of it, like it's like, okay, if this was like a movie and you got the the dudes holding on to like the missiles and flying through the air like okay this is this is just super awesome and then like the screen just fills with missiles and you're basically like platforming between these missiles like jumping and grabbing different ones and you get to this boss and you're supposed to be like shooting the boss and also staying away from the missiles as they're exploding and and moving and it was like trying to shoot two very strangely posi- uh two very strangely positioned targets on the boss that just like weren't easy to hit while you're trying to move around. And it's like, this started out really cool and then became like just yeah. infuriating. Yeah. Super overstated. It's welcome. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff kind of did in this game 
I I definitely feel like the game was more fun as we learned it better. Yeah. But like initial, you know, playing through it once, Infinite Lives, um, it's just a lot of that stuff was more trouble or it stopped being fun after like the first couple, you know, after the first 60 seconds of these missiles and trying to stay alive, it was like, okay. Or, you know, spawning and falling into a pit. Okay. Like, yeah. I um, the game is definitely fun. And yeah. uh there's definitely a lot of really cool stuff in this game, but after playing it for 2 hours and uh making our way through the whole game and playing uh many sections of it multiple times, I don't like feel an urge to go like, "Hey, let's go back and play more of this yeah, game." Yeah, for sure. I was just saying like when we ended up replaying certain sections cuz we did die cuz yeah. the Retron um kept freezing when we were do in certain sections like it in the didn't. last level and in the fourth level when we beat the boss it froze and then we had to go find the level select thing and then once we we had to turn off infinite lives in the last level to get it to not freeze after we beat a mini boss and like we had to do some messing around so we had to fight bosses over and over and over again we tried to play the last level with just like stock lives and it didn't go well at all. No, it didn't. Yeah. Like whatever it was, it didn't like a certain combination of the codes we had on there yeah. between like the infinite lives and the, the level select or something. But yeah, it, it was, uh, it was not going to happen for us doing it without infinite lives. Cause, uh, we just got murdered by the vicious slave Hawk. <sighs> right. Some of these, I mean, these, these enemies, just had some pretty hilarious names you had this dog which they called the man-faced mutt you had uh these like green like parademon kind of guys like from justice league but they <laughs> are called mutant megasquitos which is confusing because there's actually like giant mutant mosquitoes in the games and and those are not called mutant megasquitos but they're like the dudes with wings are and then you have Robocorpse and Vicious Slave Hawk. But I think my favorite enemy in this game, there's a red commando guy that uh, like ducks down and shoots, and he's called Sniper. So they put a lot of thought into that name. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the rest of these are all so ridiculous. And there's a whole page in the manual of like all of the, the enemy names, and every single one of them is like ridiculous like that. And then you have Sniper. And it's like, uh, well, he's just a sniper. I guess that's what we'll call him. I don't, I feel like when I looked at the manual, his name was more than, no, you're dead right. Yeah. It is Sniper. That's you tried to fact check me. I did try to fact check you because in my brain it was like he had two titles. No, well there's like but this. it was equally as boring in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't think it was Well, there's like the, the straight up like soldier guys and they, they're not just called soldiers, they're called. Corporals of Punishment? Yeah. Corporals <laughs> of Punishment. It's like, you know, corporal, like a soldier, like a, like a rank and then corporal punishment and then just like yeah corporals of punishment but then you get the lowly sniper and he's just a sniper they they could not be bothered with coming up with a cool name for him i like uh metallican yeah metallican oh, you also had twilobite which was a fun one there's just like a lot of ridiculous oh, names man. like they, they yeah what else would you expect from super probo what is it called? <laughs> Super <laughs> Probotector. <laughs> the Alien Rebels. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that, that I think that's about it for me for stuff this game didn't do well. The game didn't run well when a lot of stuff was going on. Yeah, most of the levels were fine. Uh, most of it was not a huge deal. 
the the top down levels really struggled the frame rate wasn't great the second top down level there's like all these like moving conveyor belts and like uh quicksand oh, kind of things word. and it was yeah. painful like the rest of the game was like i would play it again but i would definitely skip that top down level with all like the quicksand because it was bad yeah the no. boss was like unkillable unkillable no fun he's got you in swirling quicksand spinning around so it's like hard to aim at his like critical spots and it was super annoying yeah it wasn't good yeah not but, good dan but not yeah good. um as far as like there's a section where we were i don't remember what level may have been the third level where you're climbing up a wall and something is like shooting missiles at you and every time it shoots missiles all of a sudden the game is a slideshow and like yeah really slow I think that thing was called like the tri-legged wall monster. It it actually had a name. It had a a really ridiculous name. Yeah. But that also, yeah, that also did suffer from slowdown. But most of the game was okay. It just is when they got like fancy and tried to do something different. It definitely wasn't as good as just the the side-scrolling shooter where a lot of people die. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else you think this game doesn't do so well, Jordan? Uh, I think that covers everything that I got written down on my list. All right. So what do you think this game is worth then now? Okay. We're on to this part. Yep. What do I think this game is worth? This is our first uh, Super Nintendo game. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I feel like Super Nintendo games are more expensive based on what (laughs) based on my feelings dan (laughs) i don't know i feel like like nintendo games i'm not even gonna like justify my 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 reasoning because it is completely (laughs) made up in my head super nintendo carts are just like really nice oh okay yeah i don't know yeah okay oh okay contra (laughs) three i haven't actually ever played this game i've never even seen this game before that could mean it's worth more uh, it's a Super Nintendo game, which in my head means it's worth more. I'm going to go $24. Now, what would you pay for it? That's a completely different question. It is a completely different question. What would you pay for the experience you just had, Jordan? Uh, Not much. Uh, $4. <laughs> what are you... What are you laughing about? So I think you can actually get this experience for about four dollars. Oh, um, great! Uh, not the Super Nintendo cartridge, but oh. this. You know, as I was on Wikipedia looking at all the versions, it's on the Virtual Console on the Wii U and, oh. and the new 3DS. Okay, and it's on the SNES Classic as well. So oh. if anybody picks up one of those, you can also have this fine experience without unlimited lives because there's not cheats baked into the SNES class. No, but it does have save states, which would be helpful. Yeah, not terribly helpful since it would probably still be brutal, but... um, So do you think that does anything to your guess that it's available on other platforms? I feel like that means that it's more of a classic and that it might be more expensive or not. I, I really don't know. I feel like $24 is right in the sweet spot for this game in my head canon. So this game does go for around $30. On okay. Super Nintendo. I was um, close. I saw some up of some auctions upwards of 40 and some as low as like 20 ish. So yeah, you're right in the neighborhood about, you could probably get this game for about $24. 
All right. Which is $20 more than Jordan would pay for this game. Yeah, no, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. It was fun, but like I feel like if I want to have the Contra experience, yeah. I'm just going to play the first one. Yeah, I definitely think that the game is, is good and it's fun, but if I were to only have one Contra game that I could play, I think it would definitely be the first one. Yeah, this Contra um, game looks great. It does some really cool things, but... Um, I feel like as far as like a really hard game in this genre goes, I'm going to pick the original Contra. Yeah, for sure. So I guess that means you think this game is worthless then, Jordan. I mean, at $30, <laughs> at $30, I couldn't justify it. I'm going to have to say worthless. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would agree for sure. Um, with that said, definitely if you have like a new 3DS or, you know, your Wii U or whatever this, I'm sure that when the Switch Virtual Console comes if out, it finally, ever comes if it ever out, exists, yeah. it'll probably end up on there. Or even the SNES Classic. The game is worth playing. It's fun. But I don't, at 30 bucks, I don't even think that's worth it to me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's half the price. That's half the price of a SNES Classic, right? And they're like $60? Or the eighty dollars. They're eighty dollars. Okay, but like if you're gonna drop thirty bucks on this game, you might as well just get the SNES Classic because there's a lot of great games on there. Yeah, to me, the game sits somewhere in the fifteen to twenty dollar is what it what it's worth to me. Um, is this your game from when you were a kid, or did you buy this? No, I bought it. I got it in a a really solid eBay lot. With it was like four Super Nintendo games, and I I feel like the lot was like twenty four dollars. Hey, I think some of the other ones, I think it was like F zero and Populous or like some other, <laughs> a couple other like garbage games that I think I've since got ridden, gotten rid of. But, um, this one was in there. And so I got it for, I think a pretty good deal. Yeah. $24. That sounds like a, like a price that like somebody would definitely <laughs> guess. Right. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I'm, i want to just nail one of these like right like right on the dollar one of these times and i'm gonna feel so good about it when it happens yeah yeah that'll be a good day if that ever happens not just, today just remember rule of thumb super nintendo games are always worth it are always worth more than nintendo games and is that N- true and n64 games are always worth it more than super nintendo no games. see i don't know if that's true and gamecube games Always worth more than N64 games. You're mocking me. I thought you were giving me like actual (laughs) advice. I thought you were giving me actual advice. No, you're just mocking me. Yeah. So by your logic, uh, since we just looked at Color a Dinosaur or whatever it was for NES, that was like $99 or something. This game should be more than that. I'm actually kind of glad that you spoiled for me that Color a Dinosaur for the Nintendo Entertainment System is $99 because that means that we're not going to cover it on Worth It or Worthless now. I just don't have it. Damn it. I maybe, we, maybe, no. We, maybe, no. maybe we would cover it if I ever had it, but you know, maybe I don't think I'll ever have that game in my collection. One of our listeners out there had Color Dinosaur as a kid, and they don't care that it's worth $100, and they'll just send us a copy because they love this podcast so much. I don't see that happening, but... Not with that attitude. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for this one. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. 
Talk to you next time.